Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Well, hello. How are you today? I am doing well. How are you? I am great. We have got a special guest here with us today, so I'm not going to be talking as much. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Sounds good. We have Dr. Ron Osborne here, and he uh, he actually has a doctorate in uh, in, in uh, education with leadership, and he is the pastor at uh, which where you have pastor at Ron. Water's Edge Church. Water's Edge Church. And he's also the president and owner of Culture Waves, uh, where he sends many people, uh, takes people to mission trips, uh, India, China, and other places. And and we welcome you, Rob. Glad to have you on here. Great. Great to be here. So Rod is also a personal friend of ours, and, and it's just a pleasure to have him. And he, he has had some personal struggles in the uh, in the past, uh, recent past, right, Rod? Yep. Yeah, in the last few years. If you could share that a little bit, I know that you, uh, obviously it's a struggle, understandably, and you are a, a devout, born-again believer, you're a pastor and love the Lord. Yeah. Kind yeah. of share with the folks out there kind of, you know, uh, your fears, some of your fears, your anxieties, but at the same time, the strength of the Lord, how he has taken you through this and giving you encouragement and strength. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, it it all began a few years ago um, in 2019. I had been having some uh, lingering, I'll just say stomach issues, you know, issues like that. And um, at first it was more of just a, a, kind of a nuisance, like, oh, wow, you know, something's not right. I'm, I have some virus or, you know, I mean, all the things your your mind uh, naturally goes to. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, it, it became persistent enough uh, that I made an appointment at a clinic and um, went to see a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and um, was misdiagnosed. Oh, my. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's kind of a long story and I don't need to get into that, but it was, you know, just some, a little bit of carelessness and um, not getting a history, not reading my chart, um, things like that. And she just missed, missed the ball. Oh. And, you know, that the, the issue lingered on. She said, you know, this may take about 30 days more to clear up. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I mean, you, you do what anyone does. You listen to the doctor and you say, well, okay. Right. And I went home and, you know, a couple weeks into it, I was sitting at the table one evening and I, it, it occurred to me that why, you know, what she diagnosed was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, you know, just bypassed the clinic altogether and made an appointment um, for to have a colonoscopy. I'd never had one before. You know, mm-hmm. shame on me. Right. Um, you know, those those things are. I, I know that I've become that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that, that guy that says, "Man, when you're 45 to 50 years old, you need to get in there. You need to get this done." You're right. And having having had a lot of them now, um, uh, you, you know, there's nothing crazy about them. There's nothing awkward about them. There's nothing weird about them. Right. Uh, but they, they literally, uh, they can save your life. Amen. They, yeah. they absolutely can save your life. 
And so I made an appointment and got my colonoscopy. And as, as I was in the, you know, the, I, it's not a recovery area, but the, the step down area right before you mm -hmm. go home, right. Um, you know, I'm still groggy and I'm coming out of the anesthesia and, mm -hmm. You know, of course, my wife is there next to me mm -hmm. and uh, the doctor walks in and, and just looks at me and he said, you've got cancer. Mm. And, um, you know, I, do, I don't care how long you've been a believer and how strong your faith is. Mm -hmm. when, when you hear those words, um, they, they, they rattle you right to your core. Absolutely. How advanced it was, how uh, aggressive it might be, what type it was. We didn't know any of that. Um, but what I did have was a doctor with a lot of experience saying, this is what I saw. And I'm telling you, it's cancer. Mm -hmm. And that, that started a ball rolling, believe it or not. I mean, that very day, um, we went from there to um, literally walked across the campus of the hospital um, mm -hmm. to go from my colonoscopy to immediately have a CT scan done. Wow. And from the CT scan, we drove to another facility and had a PET scan done. Oh, my. And from there, um, you know, later that I believe it was that very same week, um, had an appointment with an oncologist. And your feelings so, there, Ron, is 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 what? I mean, this is like major, major trauma, major surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's like a kick in the gut. I mean, it really is. And anybody that has had, uh, you know, whether it's a little spot on your skin mm -hmm. or it's uh, colon or breast or anything at all like that, mm -hmm. um, when you hear those words, I mean, it. It, it brings your life into laser focus. It, it really does. You know, all those peripheral things that you think are important, you realize how very unimportant they really are. Wow. And, you know, and it, it, it is, it's really a peculiar thing because, you know, normally when, when life comes at you, it, it comes a step at a time. Um, you know, you, you encounter this issue, you deal with what's in front of you, then you keep moving forward. Another issue comes, you deal with that and so on. Mm -hmm. With a diagnosis like this, it's like you're getting hit from six, six different directions at one time. Wow. You're, you're, wow. You're, become, you're becoming acquainted with people that you never really hoped to meet over the course of your life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it, it's a very, very challenging thing um, to process. It's a challenging thing to, um, to, to work through. Yeah. So from there, Ron, you know, you're going through all this, the thoughts, the, the, the fear, the anxiety, the dread, the trauma. And, and you, you're pastoring a church. Yeah. And you're, you've got, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic at this time, correct? Well, we weren't, no, we weren't quite okay. into it at okay. that time. Um, this was in March of 2019. Okay. Um, so I think right before. Really, yeah. the world began shutting down around <laughs> about October. Okay. Okay. So, so you're, 
you and the Lord, your church, and and uh, your business, your family. Uh, how does you know? How did that go? How did that tran- you know transfer? How oh, did yeah. you? How did you keep from like just wanting to go to bed and pull the covers over your head? How did you keep on going? Uh, you know, it, it's interesting, and I, I think that everybody, you know, everybody processes things differently. And and that's one thing I've discovered is that there's no right or wrong way to go through something like this. Uh, we're all wired differently. We have different personality types. We have different, um, uh, different worldviews even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, the, the cancer thing was not the thing that bothered me the most. Okay. And that that seemed that may sound really strange because it's cancer. It's that dreaded word that nobody ever wants to hear, you know? Right. right. But it, the cancer thing wasn't the thing that that I dreaded the most. Mm-hmm. It was telling everybody. Oh. Uh. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't because, you know, it it um it wasn't because, you know, I felt bad for myself or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the fact that everywhere I went, I was making the people that I care the most about in my life sad. very, very sad. Yeah. And, you know, as, as a pastor, I mean, you're always trying to be the positive person in the room. Mm-hmm. You're always trying to let people see things in a positive light. And you're always hoping to bring joy and love and things like that into people's life. But, mm-hmm. you know, every every conversation that I had with people that have been friends and family, you know, most of my life mm-hmm. was, was bringing only sadness. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm telling you, that for me... That was the most dreadful part of all of it. And, you know, as a pastor, you, you know, you live in that dreaded fishbowl where, you know, every detail of your life is out there for God and everybody to see. And, you know, you, you know, I've always been a very transparent person. You know, I don't, I don't gloss over things. I don't hide things. And, you know, and which is hard for me because I am a, a very private person individual I, you know i'm a very private person i don't share my personal business with anybody um but when it's something like that you know that at some point it's going to have some impact on on the church body mm-hmm. and so you know i i did i had a sunday that you know i i brought a message uh, you know, that I, I took the title from one of my heroes in the faith, Dr. Adrian Rogers. Uh-huh. Um, the, the message was called Believe in Miracles, but mm. Trust in Jesus. Oh, wow. And, you know, and, and I, I, I borrowed a very small piece of that message and, and then tied it in with my own um, personal experiences and, you know, ultimately to announce, you know, to the church that, um, what was going on, what the diagnosis was mm-hmm. and, um, and what, you know, there, I told them what I could tell them because there was a lot of things I didn't know. Right. Um, because that, that's the worst part about cancer is that there's, there's so many variables mm-hmm. that you can't, you can't ever tell anybody anything definitively. Right. No. 
Did your faith, do you feel like your faith increased, strengthened uh, through this? Did you sense the Lord in a greater way? Did you, was it dry? Were you in a desert uh, or, or no? No, really, I mean, for me, I never had that, that, um, I never had that, oh, poor me, woe is me, why me, Lord? You know, I'm a pastor, I'm doing your business, I'm, you know, I give faithfully, I serve faithfully, I'm going faithfully, I'm, I'm going all over the world, you know, sharing the gospel, you know, why me? I never had that, uh, that little, that, I guess I'd call it like a pity party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I had that, but again, that, that doesn't make me like a super Christian, okay? It, no, it really, I hate it. Because I struggled with this in, in my own way. Um, and everybody processes through this differently. Um, but for really? me, you know, I, I really, truly viewed this, all of this, through the lens of this is good for me. Mm-hmm. That, wow. that God in this, God has, God has a plan in this, and, and God is promised that all of this works together for good. Wow. Amen. And, you know, and, and I think that when you, when you try so hard to find the good, instead of focusing on the bad, that, that God will show you, um, God will show you those things and, and give you a a different perspective on, um, you know, God, here's the deal. God knows me on a molecular level. Amen. You know, there is not a gene or a chromosome in my body that God is not intimately aware of. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, the thing that kept coming to my mind was Jeremiah 17 and verse 14. Mm-hmm. It says, oh, Lord, if you heal me, I will be truly healed. If you save me. I will be truly saved. My praises are for you alone. Amen. Wow. And I'm telling you, I had that, I had that verse everywhere. <laughs> I mean, at work mm-hmm. on a post-it note on my computer, I had it on, uh, I mean, I had it everywhere mm-hmm. and I had it in my car and, you know, everywhere I went, I just kept seeing that. And, you know, the other one that, that kept coming to my mind was First Thessalonians 517 where the bible says in everything give thanks wow you know not in the good things and not in the things that you love but in everything give thanks and you know it's hard again i'm not pretending to be you know the christian with the big s on my chest right right you know but that's the word of god says in everything give thanks and that means that you have to come to terms with what, what life has thrown at you, Amen. recognizing that you live in a sin-fallen world, and, you know, the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. and, you know, sin carries implications for all of humanity, and one of those implications is cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and But, you know, in yeah. that, I had to just get on my knees and thank God for it. Amen. Amen. Now, where are you at now with with the cancer? What are you? Are you pretty much 
uh, healed? Are you, uh, I know you no, lost a lot no. of weight and that, that's purposeful. You've been exercising. Oh, yeah. A lot. Oh yeah. 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 I've, yeah. I've worked really hard at that. You look you know, great. Half, half of my church thinks I'm dying of cancer. You know, that, that's kind of an awkward, awkward <laughs> thing. You know, How much but, have you lost Ron? I've, I've, I've lost a lot, but it's, it's, again, it's been very intentional. I I met about 80, 85 pounds, but that, that has been over the course of almost a year and a half. And, you know, it is, it has been very, I've, I've followed a very strict regimen of, of intermittent fasting and, you know, watching nutrition and, I've gotten back into the gym for the first time in about seven years. That's incredible. Yeah. I've been working really hard. You know, I'm I'm walking, a, you know, a 5K about four times a week. Wow. And, and I'm, I'm just back to the weights and, you know, trying to beat this old body back into submission. <laughs> I know. It's tough, isn't it? It is hard. It's yeah. much harder now than it was seven years ago. I can promise you that. But, you know, when after after I had my diagnosis and, you know, met with my oncologist, they, you know, ultimately the very best way to fight cancer is just get it out of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the, the optimum way. Just remove it. And nice. so they scheduled me for surgery and they removed about um, probably about 16 inches of my wow. descending colon. Mm. And they reconnected it. And, you know, honestly, I never had any ill effect from it. Praise God. At, at all. And, and that is an incredible blessing because some people have, you know, ongoing issues related to that for the rest of their life. And I, I'm very blessed that I, I didn't have. And, Amen. you know, it was it was only eight weeks Six or eight weeks after I had that major surgery, um, that I was on an airplane on a mission trip to China. Wow! And I can remember I I was still my incision site was you know about six inches seven inches long. Mm. Uh, the incision was the primary one, and I remember that it was still tender enough that I wore sweatpants everywhere I went. <laughs> you know I needed that stretchy elastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to even you be able to navigate that, but you know, by the grace of God, I couldn't believe it. And you know, I'm still kind of in awe of of God's grace in that to allow me to do that. Um, I'm not sure it was it was the smartest thing to do, but I did it nonetheless. Amen. Uh, so, so Ron, I, I'm gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna go on to an, another uh, um, take. But I want to close with this. What would you tell others in regards if they're suffering with anything? Uh, you know, what would you tell them from your personal experience? You know, you have to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. You know, the one thing through all of that that I refused to do was to waste my time googling cancer Uh, you know i i i chose to invest my time on my relationship with the lord 
And I, I trusted that my doctors knew more about my cancer than Google ever would. And they knew the effects that chemotherapy would have on me. They right. knew the effects that, you know, all of my treatments would have. And I just decided, I determined in my heart that I was not going to become Ron Osborne. Oh, he's that guy that has cancer. Mm. Uh, I determined in my heart that I'm Ron Osborne. He's that pastor that just loves Jesus. I and, love that. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and that, you know, but that, again, that's the determination I made. And, and, and it's hard. It's not easy to do that because we have so much information at our disposal these days. But, you know, I, I just didn't want to invest my time and energy reading things that I probably wouldn't understand anyway. That is awesome. Well, this has been Grace in the Shadows. We are going to end this podcast here and go into a part two in just a second. Well, we'll have a part two with Dr. Ron Osborne. Um, he has told us about his cancer experience and how God has worked through that and healed him. And we just really appreciate you being with us today. And we're going to have you back in another episode. So thank you so much. Thank you Pleasure. So much. Thank you.